1: It's time for Counterculture. Are you tired of how
0: divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lisa. How are you today, Lisa? I'm
1: doing great. How are you doing?
0: You know, I'm doing great. Now, this is so funny because the last time we were in the same location <laughs> was not this studio.
1: It was not. the
0: studio. <laughs>
1: and you know what? I saw you across the way. You know, it makes you realize, like how many times people see me that I don't see them? Right? Yeah. And then like, was I behaving was myself? Was you behaving? Yes. Yes. Was and that, so when I saw you, I, you were totally behaving yourself. Wasn't picking you a, my nose? You weren't, you had. You were carrying a bucket of popcorn.
0: Okay, I was carrying a bu- And for, for this was the Killers concert Yes. at Gila River Arena. Yes. I was taking my daughter and she came quite sick right before the concert. And I'm like, should I go alone or should I just, eat the tick both tickets because it was too late
1: you have to go you
0: gotta go then you and gotta so, get a
1: bucket of popcorn
0: and who would I thought that of all people that I didn't even know you would this like <laughs> so I, I honestly know. I'm just you don't fit the profile
1: well that I don't know whether to say <laughs> thank you or not on that one <laughs> you never know right you never know that's don't right. judge a book by its I cover don't, i don't i know
0: and that's why we, we have to be careful about that and you i i said her, you know you and cal went up a notch in my book like i like you guys even more i mean i've already liked you, you no
1: know, i i think we're pretty cool but you know maybe i we have to prove it or something right <laughs> yeah you got to prove it okay okay so did we did we prove it
0: <laughs> yes you okay, did <laughs> so, and it was
1: a killer concert it was an incredible
0: concert it was. just so like, you're never too old for rock and roll never and I love that show, too, because there's also a lot of young kids there. It wasn't just the old, old guard. It was like Ooh, a lot it, it of Oh, it was people. a
1: lot of younger the yeah. younger generation and a lot of energy, and it was just fun. Yeah,
0: it was super fun. On to other things. Okay, we so ha- I
1: have a did you know for you, though.
0: Okay, I'm ready. I-
1: okay, did you know? And we're going serious. We're transitioning right now because we're going into our guests. Really? Because we've got to get time for our guests. I know. I'm excited about this guest. We have an incredible guest here sitting with us. But did you know that over a million international students attend our university and colleges in the U.S.?
0: A millions, a lot of people.
1: A million. Wow, it's nations d- among us. So we're going we're gonna to dissect that a little more. We're going to kind of peel it back and understand mm-hmm. what the ramifications, what are the opportunities with okay. that. And so with our guest today... We have Charles Boyle from International Student Ministry. And originally you were um, an executive with an uh, account executive or uh, advertising executive. I, I'll get this, right? Um, and but, but they've been spending the past 30 years really discipling churches wow. to help them understand really the nations among us and the impact we can have, especially through international students. And this is a passion of mine because you hear so many statistics of how many um, how many students get educated here and then go back home to their countries and become influencers and literally world leaders? And so, what difference could we make as the church at large and as believers, followers of Jesus, if we interacted with them? If we got to know who they were and they got to interact with the believer, could that make a difference in our world?
2: Welcome, Charles. Great topic! Thanks for having me. <laughs> Look at Lisa. Lisa's on a roll. I'm on a She's roll. on a fire. I
1: know. I'm excited. I love this. <laughs> just the the bio
2: information. In a I know. Little bit. Okay, I, know. I, was, well, I know. Advertising executive. I kind of there actually go. Started back in '78. I drove by my old haunting grounds. I was at wow. the Sears regional advertising office okay. back in '78. Mm-hmm. See, I had
1: the words right, just not yeah. in the right mm-hmm. order. Right? You know what? I just <laughs> wasn't
2: satisfied with that. I, I wasn't. Uh, a believer, okay. and I just knew I was missing something. I yeah. kind of pursued the American dream. I, I thought I would be happy because I had everything I was sure. looking and working towards, and I just wasn't. So I became born again, just because of the you know fact that that I was missing out on something in life. So I, I you know I kind of asked God to show Himself to me, and He did on an Easter morning. I was born again. So mm. so then. I went back to advertising and, you know, just selling things for people. And then I got into recruitment advertising, which was better, helping people find jobs. But, but then God called me to the ministry of, you know, just helping mm. people in, you know, following Jesus, selling Jesus, if you will. And so I worked for the local church for a number of years and then got called to work with International Students, Inc., mm. which is a national, you know, even international ministry yeah. that is on all those campuses, most all those campuses all over where there's a million students, Yes. And there's thirteen thousand right here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. So, thirteen thousand at ASU. Actually. Okay, I'll at least clarify that. So, my goodness, and we had four thousand new just joined this past August.
1: So that's fourth. incredible.
0: So, so, where are these students from? Uh,
2: primarily from India. There mm-hmm. used to be a lot more from China, but just with all the political and COVID hassles, they've kind of dropped down. But Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Canada, mm-hmm. but they're literally from all over the world. Wow. So.
0: And so, and so, yeah, India is a massive because a lot of times they, they get their master's degrees or they want to get they – and they want to get their – finish their higher education in the U.S. It's a common yes. dream and yes. so they come over here. And they so do whatever are, it takes to get here. So. Brilliant, hardworking. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow.
1: Well, one of the things I know at, at our church, Central, we've been engaged in it over the years and kind of even reimagining how could, how could we even dive in deeper? And really make an impact. And I heard this statistic, you know, years ago of how many world leaders go back home, but never come in contact with um, a follower of Jesus. And what difference could that make when they went back? And how even some of these leaders came come over here searching. They're open. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're searching. They're open as they're doing that. But if they never encounter somebody who knows Jesus and hears about Jesus, some of them go back and, and begin things that are really harmful. Um, in our, in our in our world. And so that has always haunted me, like, oh my gosh, we could make a difference. We don't have to travel and leave the States to have an international um, impact. The nations are among us right here. Mm-hmm. So how did you, like, what motivated you to go, this is really worth my time? And even giving up a career to pursue something like this to have impact?
2: I think it was just the potential, like you said, not necessarily the the what-ifs, but just the opportunity to reach the nations here now. I mean, it's really like a second Pentecost that, you know, God did this wonderful thing in in bringing, you know, people from all over the world. And then all of a sudden they had this shared language and they could hear the gospel clearly. So that's what's happening now. They're all coming here. They speak English and they want to engage with Americans and and, and Christians, you know. It's just an amazing opportunity. It really is. like, for instance, there's a lot of coming from Saudi Arabia. A lot of them coming here, they want to learn English. Mm-hmm. And they're taking uh, English classes, and they want to be immersed in it. So they're willing to stay and host families. And these Muslim parents are, are requesting Christian families for their children that are really? coming here. Because mm. they're, they're I mean, picture this. So think about all over the world what people think of us Americans. You know, mm-hmm. what about our TV shows, sure. movies. We're kind of scary people, I think, mm-hmm. and very immoral. And, and so they, they know at least the Christians would be moral. Right. So that's a great opportunity there. And, and you can get paid. That's an opportunity you can actually get paid for is to have students stay in your home while they're here working on their
1: English. Wow. You know, I think for a lot of people there's a like a barrier, a mindset going, it's kind of scary. Like, how do I – what do I need to know? And am I going to say something wrong or am I going to say something offensive? And so because of that fear, we do nothing. How would you address that to someone going, I would love to get to know them, but – so what would you say to but that? I
2: would say just come and watch, just see how we do it. So we try to provide big events, outreach opportunities where we have lots of students and lots of volunteers to where that person that just wants to explore it can just come in and watch. Out. Because I've seen this numerous times. They're just kind of behind the scenes, just kind of watching how other people do it and loosening up a little bit. Mm. We just had a, a big wor- uh, welcoming event for the new international students at ASU where we had uh, 650 new international students. I mean, these are just right off of the planes, trains, and automobiles, and and then we had 80 volunteers. And just even a lot of the, the trained you know, volunteers were just intimidated by just the energy and the enthusiasm and just the willingness of these students just to come up and engage with them.
1: Mm. I think it's beautiful. I think it's um, – and we can learn so much uh, about different cultures, different faiths. Just seeing the world differently just right. opens up the world to us.
2: And, and that's the mindset that we need to go into is to be a learner, is, is to yes. want to exchange cultures, not just you know, tell them that we have the right answer, that, that the way we're doing it is correct.
0: I think a start I mean the opportunity is there, but I, th- I think that let's, let's talk about that, the idea of being, of what we could learn mm-hmm. from this and so i I go back to an event because I was involved with international students for about five years and um I, we had a little picnic at a park and had a young my young daughter a little baby and and so there's an uh, Iranian couple uh, no, no children, but sh- she's holding my daughter and this sense of warmth and endearment. And I just had this deep love for for this couple, and and just it was just a, a real connection and beauty. And so it wasn't just that moment, but every time I read about Iran, or maybe someone saying, "Oh yeah, just go bomb them," they're they're anti-American. I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've to, I I go back to that image in my mind of that 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 wonderful lady holding my own daughter, and and the the love that was in that moment. And so yeah. I just. I felt like I learned a lot just from my number of years doing that.
1: Well, I think we see uh, countries, nations through the lens of politics, not through the lens of people.
0: That's really good. Right? Through the lens like of Like what you just
1: said. It, now that I, Iran is very personal because you have a face. You have yes. faces yeah. that were very warm. And we have so much to learn as, we tra- as I travel, even internationally, hospitality, we, we don't own the market on that, as in the Western world. We have so much to learn about yeah. hospitality, right? What
2: comes to mind for you about hospitality? Well, my wife and I had the privilege of going overseas as missionaries, and, and we served you know, in, in a community that was very— close knit and, and it was just a beautiful really expression of the church, how we how we just saw everybody loving on one another. And it got the attention of our unbelieving neighbors, you know, that they just wanted to know what we were about and, and were very drawn towards it. So that I think that's mm. you know, the most uh telling is that we want to be that light. We want to be that uh, fragrant offering for the other people to see. But just it was really challenging And just that when we came back to the United States, we didn't want to settle back into the mindset of just keeping to ourselves mm. and, and not being that friendly neighbor and not inviting people into our home and opening up our home mm-hmm. for people to stay and just always having that – using our gift of hospitality. So – and I think that the idea that our homes are places of
0: ministry is so important with international students. Would you agree?
2: Yes, most definitely, yeah. But we're trying to implement more home groups a smaller. We used to do bigger groups. And I think, you know, post-COVID and even before then, this generation, these this, um, these young people, they're looking for authentic relationships, their mm-hmm. authentic community, they're looking for that family, because that's really what right. they're missing the most. I mean, you know, we, we used to have a, a – a model of friendship partners to where we would connect them with, uh, you know, like families from Central Christian. And and so we'd get the new international students, and they would just really, you know, help one another Mm -hmm. with the cross-cultural exchange. But also the students were very needy that they, you know, they were missing their family and they weren't able to go and buy things or do things. But with the advent of the cell phone, you know, now everything's at their fingertips. They're FaceTiming with their parents. So it's a little different, but there's still that need for uh, having family Mm clothes that I think is is a heart And how do
1: you see relationships even expanded beyond just from a host family or a family and the student? Doesn't that transcend into, like, their families back home?
2: Well, it does, you know, with particularly the younger students when the undergraduate. There's a lot of undergraduates that are being entrusted to us in a real Mm -hmm. sense that their parents are are just sending them here trusting that we're going to take good care of them. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a great opportunity for the local church to step up and to love and to serve and to, you know, protect these students in one sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love how you guys have this mindset of friendship, like you said, Just let's and that we're coming in as learners. Like we, to learn to be curious about them, we're not about converting. And I think sometimes it's like if we have that mindset of we've got to change them, it's like, no, no, no. How do we love them? How do we just by our lifestyle create curiosity where they ask us, what's different about you, right? right? And I think that's a beautiful way of right. looking at mm-hmm. this.
2: And we can't leave God out of the factor either, that he's the one that calls him. He's the one that's giving dreams and visions to Muslims. He's the one that's enlightening to the Hindu students. He's the ones that just, you know, like me, you know, caught up in a secular humanistic lifestyle realizing this is not working. You know, is there something else? And and so Mm -hmm. if we show them that alternative, that, you know, Jesus really just living out the life of Jesus and, and being attractive.
1: It's easy to forget that God is still doing miracles and miraculous things among us, mm-hmm. in between people and among people and through friendships. Yeah. And we miss that opportunity. That's one of the things that's really exciting to me about this work that you're doing and that you're giving an opportunity to individuals and to churches to join in and and, and ex- have that experience themselves, to see God is alive, he's moving. We forget that because we get so isolated in our little boxes and going, oh, my gosh, he's doing something our midst that we can't even explain.
2: Right. Our organization, International Students, Inc., is all about training and equipping the local church for ministry. I think a lot of our, uh, you know, other similar international student ministries are, are more parachurch. They're just, you know, kind of do their own thing. But we're all about partnering. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what attracted me towards International Students, Inc., was their mission, you know, is in cooperation with the local church and yeah. others. That it's all about, you know, in one sense, training and equipping. Because as a minister, that's our job, right? It's not just to have our own little flock and to take care of our own little flock. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be, you know, if we're truly discipling, we're showing other people how they could do what we're doing so that they can see fruit, too. What is, why, what is the benefit to a local church for ministering with through isi i mean what would not be the benefit i mean yeah i mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean what, what is their mission what is their vision i mean we it aligns if they want to you know work with one particular people group anywhere in the world we can help them connect with those and begin those cross-cultural relationships right here to locally the, yeah, yeah to do training and to do yeah. equipping and to do preparing you know and just even you know give them a, a chance to to have their own team and to begin that dynamic because that's mm-hmm. a big of what they're going to need too. But mm-hmm. I mean, even if they want to just be more evangelical in their own neighborhoods, if they want to reach their neighbors, that is really hard. Or to reach mm-hmm. your family, yeah. that is seemingly impossible. But if you can be trained for cross cultural evangelism and you can understand how to first be a listener, to be just a servant, and to really love on other people, and then you build this trust and this relationship where you can kind of through your lifestyle, and if they're going to be asking questions, then you can share the gospel. I mean, that's really what we should be doing with our friends and family and neighbors, mm-hmm. maybe building those bridges, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. bridges. <laughs> I thought Absolutely. you'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, and I, what, I, what I love about many things, but you're giving people an opportunity to join God in something that they – and you, and you're making it where you can do this. And it doesn't matter where you are in life. It's not restricted to a certain age group. And so that's the thing, too. Nobody can check out. You're not too young or too old. And there's a place. And how do we just step into that? And you you guys really do provide. Here's to to equip. You really do equip. So it takes kind of the stress away and the fear factor away to go, God's calling me. We could do this. I also
0: feel like just to be an informed human being about the world, I think we think we know more than we do because we get YouTube and we get seemingly experts but have we ever like had dinner with some someone in the Communist Party in China in our home and listen to them mm-hmm. or you know a, and or a, a student from India or something you know or just actually talk to someone from Saudi Arabia rather than our like you said our, our either our news filter or our information filter we might have an opinion about the country but do we really know the people mm. and I feel like just to be intelligent I mean, are just informed about the world. We need to have experiences of human beings, <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> you know, face to face. Makes such a difference in how we view the world.
2: It really does. It just opens up your eyes to, to what God is doing all around the world because He's working. He's moving. It seems like we don't see much happening here in the United States, but you know, God is building His church, and the gates of hell won't prevail. He's He's using ordinary people. And those people are coming here, and we have the opportunity to train and equip them to go back. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not that huge gap with the culture, that these people can right. go into their own culture or they can go next door into a, a very similar culture and to be very effective in making disciples.
0: What's a story that fires you up that you've you've experienced in the last couple of years that's like why, that why you do what you do?
2: I think just as we're talking about seeing God do great things. You know, and just prayer walking, you know— particularly in Arizona in the summer, you know, it just seems like it's not, you know, it'd be easier to in your home and things like that. But when you kind of step out of your comfort zone and, and you mm-hmm. just open yourself up to just walking, then God can see what you're doing and, and he can bring in other people. And so we've seen that we've just been on campus prayer walking and all of a sudden the people we're praying about are just right there in front of us. Wow. You know, <laughs> and you just have to say, thank you, Lord. You know, you've got my attention. I'll, I'll Continue to try to be as faithful as I can be in mm-hmm. the call you've placed on my life. Wow.
1: So. And when you have that kind of experience, it gets your faith, you get excited about your faith. Right. Right? Then you're like, okay, God really is listening and with me in this. Because we, we, we tend to make our faith about our head so many times mm-hmm. and about rules and things we should do or shouldn't do instead of going, let's just enjoy life with God and enjoy the people He puts in front of us and the opportunities to just be friend and have relationships. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I also want to throw this out, just this idea, for maybe our listeners who are older in, um, on their journey, <laughs> and seniors even, uh, if, you're, if you're in that category, I can tell you this would, could be some of the most exciting years of ministry in your life. Mm. There is so many of these cultures where students come from have a deep respect and appreciation for people with gray hair and older and they're far more willing to spend time and in friendship and relationship than I think even Amer- than American youth. Oh, students. for sure. Uh, would you say that's oh, you're true?
2: Absolutely right, Jonathan. Yeah, they they do have that respect and that they honor mm-hmm. the wisdom mm-hmm. and experience that the older people have. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 very um, rewarding, you know, yeah, for people that we we call it in their second career even is yeah. just to become a volunteer or even you know become like ministry staff and just get your expenses paid for. There's lots of opportunities for people to join in in reaching these students, a million all over the United States. Yeah, And, and there's just so many that are open for spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. Unlike Americans, you know, we kind of keep things compartmentalized. And we don't open that spiritual or that, you know, religious box. We think we're going to offend people. But that's not true of, of mm-hmm. other cultures, that they're very open. They're very spiritual people. Mm-hmm. And, that
1: is so true because I've had so many – Spiritual conversations, writing in the back seat of a cab, in a in a foreign country, mm-hmm. right? That's Talking right. about God, <laughs> because you're right. It's not a, It's part of their thing. Right. It's part of how they think and how they're wired. But you wouldn't do that necessarily here.
2: Oh, you'll freak people out if you ask sure. if you can pray for them. You I know, mean, like you know, but mm-hmm. but not international students. If if they give you a real need, then they really appreciate your prayer, regardless of their religious background. Mm-hmm. I've, 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 can't even think of one time when I've had a student turn down prayer. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. I uh, think it's just a beautiful, again, an opportunity to really love the nations and love the world for God. Mm-hmm. And just and it makes it like on like we talked about the personal level. But as you befriend and as you start having these conversations, you realize we have so much more in common as human beings than all the differences. And we just tend to focus on the differences, whether it's politics, religion, culture. And we kind of stop there instead of going – now, what's the heart of this person? And realize, like as you talk to women, going, we love our kids the same, exactly. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We want the same things for our kids. Whether we're living over in the Middle East or we're living here, we just we want the best for our kids. And so, how do we find that place? And that's where we that's where we begin, and that's where we go deeper.
2: Yeah, really opening our hearts mm-hmm. to allow somebody else in, and, and to making yourself. You know, transparent and, and uh, letting them see because you know if we go in with this idea that we're perfect and, and we have all the answers, then we're not going to build that relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We have so much more to gain than they do, <laughs> and that's right.
2: And can we just talk about food for a second? Like how awesome
0: food is in relationship to working with international students? Can, can we just? I just wanted to throw my, throw that thought out here. <laughs>
2: You're right. No. Yeah. So we have one of our uh, international student leaders is from Nigeria. Okay. And his birthday was yesterday. Okay. So. We told him that we wanted to have a birthday party. So yeah, we had 11 of us from six countries oh. with some jollof rice that my wife. Oh, gave last night. And he wow. was he was blessed. <laughs> he, he was very happy. That's what he would do in, in Nigeria if he was having a birthday party.
0: It's that jollof rice. Yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: When you start getting a group like I, I've I've gotten together with with like women from different countries like you've been in Africa, and we start sharing our stories and their traditions and cultural practices. It's amazing what you learn and what you hear, and you're like, I had no idea that still they're still practicing that. Or it's it's rich in traditions, mm-hmm. like that. You know, they have like coming of age. A lot of these, we've lost that. You don't have that. No, You don't have yeah. that. But you start learning these beautiful traditions that are in these cultures. We have a lot to learn yeah. from that, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: we had a you know There's with a our story. young children. A story well, here. I can tell we had all these a lot of Chinese women who were we often did little cooking times at our home. And we, had, with our daughters, they were like, they're either they didn't have kids yet, but they would just rally around and, and give us all this parenting advice. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny, like they're just mean every potential need for our daughter. <laughs> it was hilarious, and all you know, strong opinions, but it was so much fun. So, so many good memories. Well, how can our listeners connect with the work that you're doing?
2: Well,
1: different levels. You're right.
2: I'd like to think that it's an international audience. So I think just International Students Inc. You can find us online. That uh, we're on most major campuses in the United States yeah. and even across the world. So you can just connect there. We have uh, representatives on the campuses. That if you could become <clears throat> engaged locally with the churches and individuals can volunteer to serve, and then you know locally here too. That sure. we have Opportunities that we're trying to connect. You know the. 12,000 students, right? <laughs> Incredible. A lot well, of And You know what's a
1: great—I know, like, for us at our church, we've gotten, like, community groups together that have taken students, you know, somewhere or had them over for, like, a holiday dinner. Right. Together. You no, know, we
2: used to love going over to Fire in the Sky with Central Christian. Yes. You guys would host a whole <laughs> bunch of us international students, and you'd— you know, give us canopies and seats and a spot really close to the fireworks. Yeah. They love that. You know, they yeah. we'll are still
0: talking about what that, a so. This has been a great conversation. Charles, thank you so much for coming in out of your busy life to be on the show. We really appreciate you. God bless you and your ministry. Thank you. It was an honor to be here. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace. Educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities.